Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I hope you get to check out my good fiends at a decade of horror on the PSVG Podcast Network. I hope you love them like I do. They're a scream. <laughs> Coming to get you, Barbara. What's up, ghouls and ghosts? My name is Donnie Reese, and thank you for tuning in to the third episode of PSVG's A Decade of Horror, the latest podcast on the PSVG Podcast Network, where we will live the year that 2012 was in horror. The Scream Team is back. That means Lucas and Josh are still with me, haven't given up on us yet. How are both of you? Decent. Living. <laughs> wow um before we get into it i wanted to ask you guys so we, we've done two episodes what do you guys think so far oh uh, we did okay we did yeah. okay that's good I think, good I think job we listeners learned, we learned some lessons and now we're back to prove our worth the lesson that i learned in editing the the show was when i was oh, no. detailing the reef for whatever reason, I said the word Alaska instead of Australia, and those are very different places. And uh, one of those things don't have sharks. Although I will admit, I thought if there was an Alaskan movie with sharks, that that would be pretty cool. <laughs> they have um, they have those um, they have ice sharks. Yeah, the uh, ones that live below the. They're not Greenland sharks, but they're the same type of shark as like Greenland sharks. That's terrifying. They just so found if, one. So if you uh, fall through the ice like, in Alaska. You may not yeah. die just from hypothermia. You could also be eaten to death by sharks. Well, I mean, they don't move very fast because the water is so cold. So you're probably okay. You'll die from hypothermia. So it's first. like a it's a so it's like a slow zombie situation where they yeah, just they kind very, of very slowly slow. creep towards you. Don't give the Sci-Fi Channel any ideas, please. <laughs> uh, hold on. I bet Alaska shark movie. Uh oh. I Alaskan killer shark. Nature documentary. Okay. Uh, Ice Sharks, the trailer. So when I misspoke, it wasn't a misspeaking at all, actually. I was just being being honest. I was trying to bring awareness to the plight that is the Alaskan shark. There you go. So. The Icy Killers, Secrets of Alaska's <laughs> Salmon Shark. We'll cover that in the next episode of a take it, Donnie. But yeah, I, I I really enjoyed our first our first two episodes. So I'm hoping that our listeners, I hope you guys are enjoying it. And I hope you're sticking with us, and uh, I'm very excited to record this episode and the next episode because, as I alluded to uh, when we left off in 2011, this is the year that I think horror movies begin to pick up, and especially in our next episode, it is a banger, stellar year, and I'm very very excited to talk it out. But Josh, why don't you set the time in the DeLorean back to cool. 2012 and let mm -hmm. us know. Let's go ahead and set the mood. Now I tried to make it more positive, but I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that bad shit happened <laughs> in 2012. <laughs> when you think of 2012, do you, does anything stick in your mind? The movie things 2012. that happened that year. And I don't think that that movie came out in the year 2012. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Shows how much I know. No, it was it, it was shown have. at the Cannes Film Festival in 2011, and then came out in 2013. Wow, came out in 2009. That's the only thing oh, I wow. think of when I think of 2012. Is I just think of like that being, you know, the whole was it Nostradamus or was it Mayans? Or, well, move, move adjacent it? to your yeah, thought right now. Like move adjacent to your thought process. So you're you, all you can think of is the movie 2012. Why do you think that is? I'll, I'll tell you. It's okay. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm no, like, because know. it's called 2012? <laughs> I feel, I'm scared to answer, Josh. <laughs> why, why did they think the world was ending in 2012? Because the calendar stopped, right? right? The Mayan calendar? There you go. Right. Nailed it. Right. Nailed so the Mayan it. calendar ended and we all just thought, it's kind of like when we thought the year 2000 was going to make all of the computers yeah. flip out. And Yes. It was oh, not we a deal. were so naive. We basically created... 
the events of a horror movie in our own minds and nothing happened for 2012. Here we, are. We, think we think we're so high and mighty for the world. Our society is so live. We were scared. <laughs> we do. The computers couldn't do double zero. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the answer. Without thinking it was 1900. Yeah. Never worry um, about anything. So let's start off. Uh, we have uh, the first Hunger Games film is released uh, Ooh, in the wow. year 2012. Okay. Uh, we are introduced and in uh, uh, to Gangnam Style. Oh. <laughs> Wedding parties will never be the same. Uh, can you guys guess on what might have been number one on the Billboard charts? Oh, boy. It was Someone That I Used to Know by Gautier. Wow. I didn't even know that. Gangnam Style is a lot Got better. Got that high. <laughs> Uh, Call Me Maybe hits the airwaves Yay. that same year. Uh, well, okay. So uh, there was a shooting in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, we all yet. know uh, too well. Mm -hmm. Get crazy on details. Uh, the, the Curiosity rover lands on Mars. Awesome. Uh, Marvel's Avengers not only comes out in theaters, but takes the number one spot for the year for the box office. Hurricane Sandy wreaks havoc on the East Coast, killing hundreds. Now we got two of them. Yep. There you go. They're coming. Uh, Barack Obama is reelected. Uh, I'm just going ups and downs. Sandy Hook. <laughs> yeah, uh, you are. The year that the Mayan calendar ends. Facebook goes public at $38 a share. Should have bought. It is currently trading at $267.01. cent. Per share. Uh, Whitney Houston dies. Wow. Wow. Week. I thought that was far longer back, I guess. We have an NHL lockout. Yeah. yeah. Disney buys Lucasfilm. Ah. Hmm. And then the worst. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that because now. You've said I two really awful things. Yeah. I, I, make, I make everything sound like not as bad. And that was stupid of me to say. So erase what I just said. Okay. Uh, the New York Giants win the Super Bowl. Okay. The San Francisco <laughs> Giants win the World Series. The LA Kings win the Stanley Cup and the, M uh, the Miami Heat win the NBA championship. That is 2012 in a nutshell. It had its ups, up and and ups and downs. Yeah. A real roller coaster of emotions on that one. Yeah. 2012 was a rough year. I actually left out a lot of other things <laughs> uh, in both years that we're going to be discussing. I feel like that was the year I bought my first house, I think. Because um, that's that's what I remember when I think of Sandy Hook was we just moved into our first home. Wow. Yeah. What a memory. It's a terrible memory to have, but it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so jarring, you know, like it's they're synonymous with each other. That's mm. terrible. Yeah. Lucas, pick up the show up, man. Let's talk sure, scary movies. Sure, sure. Let's move away from that. You know, as we talk about these things, the the sooner, the more closer to where we are now we get, the less I'll feel like my memory has just been destroyed over time because I don't remember half of this stuff or when it happened or anything. So thanks for that, Josh. Uh, let's talk movies. <laughs> hey, you gave me this job, you guys. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this. So well, hang on a three. second. Hang on. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to interrupt you here. Um, sure. We should have talked about this when we were uh, reliving the first two episodes. If if the listeners haven't picked up yet, which they definitely should have, we don't yeah. like go over notes. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> like yeah, we don't know what the other person's going to say. We don't we don't know what movies they're bringing, what what events. Like it's all off the spur. So hopefully, listeners, as you're listening to and and some of these thoughts that Josh are bringing up are jogging your memories. We're right here along for the ride with you. That's the whole point of a decade of horror is to jump back in the chair. So carry on, Lucas. Yeah. Carry on your wayward son. Uh, top three grossing horror movies of 2012. Number three, The Woman in Black. Mm. Grossing in at $54.33 million. That's a lot of money for that movie. Yes. With a meta score of 62. Now, I never saw That's this movie. That's better than I thought. I've seen it. I didn't like it, but... I it remember people Radcliffe talking about it. Yeah, it that's Harry the Potter thing. Dry, yeah. I was going to say, this was like one of the first major things that he was in after Except the for Harry Equus. Potters. Yeah, he did Equus, and then he did this. 
What was the horns? When when did horns, horns go was out? after? Okay. This. Okay. So number three, number two, Underworld Awakening at sixty two point three two million dollars. <laughs> What number is? Let's see. And that wasn't the Kate Beckinsale one, right? That was the uh, other one. The other one. Let's see. What oh, number is it? Though? Sorry. It, was, it was. Was it her last one though? Uh, no. Dude, this was the second one. I mean, I'm just gonna. I say, thought it was the third. Vampires are very popular. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the third one. You're right. Yeah, and then you throw in some uh, werewolves because no one's ever done vampires versus werewolves. Before. They're lichens, buddy. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, well, I'm not a liking that movie. <laughs> Metascore 39, in case I didn't say that. That joke gets a Metascore 99. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. My joke is be definitely better. better than the movie. <laughs> uh, now, here's the real question. Ooh. Maybe we'll get into it. Number one. Mm. Top grossing by... Almost twenty million dollars. I know it. The Johnny Depp. Nope. Class. <laughs> <was> wrong. <laughs> I know it. Nope. Instant backpedal. Never mind. Dark Shadows. Uh, really? Nine point seven million. Johnny Depp, man, coming off from those pirate adventures. Oh, those pirate movies are good. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I never Dark Shadows. Yeah. Neither. I actually was going to watch it because I wanted to see it's a oh, horror it's a horror comedy movie. Yes. Now I'm look I just looked up the box cover and it reminded me why I've never seen it. I, I judged it off I think its initial trailer and was like, I'm not gonna watch that. And well and it's a did. vampire movie too. I don't so. like vampires. Normally. It's like what? It's, it appears it might as well be Mordecai. They look like the same exact movie. That's true. It appears to be a spoof of Dracula. Bram Stoker, Stoker, Bram Stoker. Uh, that's a different uh, film. I have, well, six, I have six <laughs> movies that made my list, three that I'll offer, and none of them made your top three. Wow. I, you know so, what? I don't feel bad about that. So that just tells you why we're here now. Yeah. Because I was going to watch this movie to see, did it earn the number one spot or did everyone just throw their money away? Uh, but it is no longer streaming. It used to be. Josh and I were talking about how difficult it's been. I remember seeing Dark Shadows, Underworld movies, uh, The Woman in Black. All of these things were on Netflix or Hulu or Prime, whatever, um, Amazon Prime, but not suddenly they're disappeared right before Halloween season. Where did they go? I don't know. Yeah. Made room for newer movies, I guess. But yeah, you can't watch them now unless you pay for it. So. I guess I'll have to wait and see if Dark Shadows was was worth the number one spot later. Maybe we'll come back around in the in the end episodes and I can say I've seen it. <laughs> Did either of you have any of those movies on your on your list? No, no, yeah. no, no. Not even close for me. No, I was muted. I just wanted to make sure you heard me say no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that that's and that is exactly the reason why I wanted to go through that little exercise on every show is just. Uh, I know we've talked about it in the past, but a lot of the folks that are listening to this on the, on the new feed may have not heard us talk about it. So let's just dip into it here for a little bit. Why is it that you think um, top grossing horror movies don't seem to connect? And I, I'm this is going to be a blanket statement, but I don't mean it to be. I think it's I think you guys agree, right? Like, I think my favorite horror movies apparently don't do well in the box office, and the oh, ones that sure. do well in the box office are rarely it's not that they're ever the case but are rarely like my favorites and there's always like that disconnect and i don't mean to speak for the fandom but when you follow like enthusiast blogs and stuff like that a lot of these movies that are box office hits aren't usually brought up or remembered horror doesn't perform at box office right for whatever or even like critically reviewed (laughs) yeah yeah that's true too well, look at the two uh, two of the movies on this list. They have that star power behind them, and that's probably that's probably why they made half of the right? money they made. Yeah. yeah, everyone wants to see Johnny Depp as a vampire, apparently, and yeah, a pirate. I and- actually could see that being like the start of the movie. Somebody in Hollywood was like, "Vampires are big, werewolves yeah. are big. We we need to get Johnny Depp a movie. Johnny right Depp up- looks like a vampire. Let's get yeah. him in there. <laughs> Makeup will be super easy. Just give him a <laughs> bottle of wine, and he'll keep going in that direction." horrible yeah. um 
All right, so let's. I'll let me start. I'll start with with my three movies. I brought six, so we can talk about them if if wow. either of you guys bring up the other ones. But I'm going to start with the first one. Or I'm going to start with the third one. But my first Oof. pick is yeah. the possession. Is mm. Oli Bow Metal director I've never heard of, and I looked him up, and I never heard of anything else he's done. It does star Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who has come to wow. to fame since this movie, and this is a Jewish themed horror movie have either of you seen the possession no i have no, not no. it's pretty good um Ooh, i liked it quite a bit Sam Raimi. Yeah, uh, Tappert. apparently the way this there apparently i watched it and i watched it again this week uh, <laughs> just to get caught up um i watched this when it came out my wife did not like it when it came out um she liked the second viewing though it was funny she was really into it now and then she was like we've seen this before i was like yeah and you hated it <laughs> That's always like a fun thing to be told, right? Um, yeah. But uh, apparently, so you've got uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character. Uh, he's going through a divorce with uh, with his wife, and uh, he has a daughter and daughters, and they're doing the whole, you know, every other weekend thing. He takes his daughters to a yard sale, and they pick up this possessed box, which, um, you know, like possesses his daughter throughout the movie. And there's all kinds of religious um, themes and... and um, twists and you know he goes to the rabbi for consultation and there's a lot of twisty stuff and there's locusts and it's got all kinds of exorcism of emily rose stuff that happens like right from the start of the movie actually there's a death like right as the movie begins um in re-watching it there is definitely a lull that i didn't remember there's like a lull in like the transition from like the middle of the movie to the final act there is this lull where they kind of they go to a hospital and they're running around and the lights are blinking flashing and they're being haunted and stuff like that on the second viewing, or at least viewing years later, I wasn't as into it as I, as at least I remember. I think I remembered it better than I do. But that being said, even looking at some of the other lists, uh, some of the other items on my list that I was thinking of, like the Innkeepers or Prometheus, if you would even count it, um, I still think this one gets the nod. It is a very good horror movie. Um, critically panned. I don't think it's done well. I don't think it's been reviewed well, um, but I liked it. I think the acting is really good. It does have a really nice uh, way that it's shot, and it's definitely got some spooky thrills. So my third pick for 2012 was The Possession. What about you guys? Nice. Here we go. Let's Josh. Hey. So it's funny. I was going to talk about this at the top, but uh, something I, what I was talking to Lucas about in the Discord was how, like, we can have we can kind of have blind spots too. Like at least for me specifically, like I look at these lists of movies that have come out, and there's always like five six movies I wanted to see and didn't, sure. and then yeah. and things like that. So it's not like, Pokemon can't can't watch them all. You know, it's right? Just, that's that's for sure. <laughs> but something that's good about the, this podcast, well, it's good for our listeners too. But it's also like it's like even last the last two episodes, we start I started taking down lists of movies I need to see. Yeah. So like it's also like more like opening our own like I like eyes to other films that we may not be familiar with. That being said, I had a tough time um getting three picks for e- for this year um that I've seen. So same, same. I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six of eight movies, right? And of that I could definitely say are either that I've seen or wanted to see. Um, so I want to tell you that this week I tried watching two films from this list, mm-hmm. um, and they were terrible. Oh, oh no. no. I'm scared he's going to say one that <laughs> oh. I like. Um, you might, and you might like, isn't that, that the thing? Like, like you clench when you hear that you're like, Oh no, yeah, please don't be it. Please don't be it. <laughs> you might yeah. like, um, 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 but maybe we'll talk about them at the end. So. Based off of my list, I have to. I I was. We talked about it before. I didn't think I would include Prometheus because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily consider it horror. But the more I thought of Alien, it's crazy because franchise. it is an Alien movie and it's totally yeah, like a horror thing. But, definitely, but it's yeah. sci-fi. There's definitely horror aspects to Prometheus, um, especially with what happens to Rooney Mara's character. Mm-hmm. It's definitely categorized as horrific. Um, so I put it as my number three. Uh, Hang on a second. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> if I remember, when because we talked about this after the last show when we went off air, yeah. didn't you tell me you didn't like it? I didn't like it as an alien film. Oh, I understand. Um, as like a diehard alien guy, 
um, it really let me down alien wise. Like they really messed with the forerunners and they really messed with like this lore mm-hmm. from alien. Um, but as a film, it's not a bad film. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it when it came out in theaters. I liked it. And I, that was yeah. one of the things with me is I always thought it was like a really cool kind of big grand epic. Um, yeah. Cinematography was pretty good. If I remember just had that real, um, you know, concept art, like for Star Wars and stuff where there's these grand, yeah. large landscapes and then you see little ships and everything. It just like the whole movie kind of I mean, felt it's like definitely that. not really big alien, right? Like alien yeah. is so small and, 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 but, but perfect in a lot of ways, but you know, much lesser of a scale. You're not traveling through space and all these different stuff. Right. And all, right. But I did like it for what it was. I remember I saw that one in theaters and I remember that being the thing, a lot of people hating on it. And I was like, Oh no. I, yeah. like this one. I think it was, there was just so much hype for it that I think people were expecting more alien aliens esque. And you I don't know, follow like the, kind of ship. I don't yeah. follow like the movie news with like you know actors and and directors and stuff. I think as much as as other fans. So I just mm-hmm. didn't know it, but I could see that because it had a you know incredible cast and all. I could see a lot of people being like you know through the roof for it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it makes my number three, but um, only because two other movies weren't good. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to know been... what the other two were. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you if you guys even talk about him, which it's very possible that you will. I was gonna <laughs> say there's probably a good chance that Uh-oh. I might, <laughs> because my number three is something that I remember. I barely remember watching. Like I do remember aspects of it, but if I were to tell you exactly what the story was, I don't think I could, or I probably wouldn't get it right. But I remember um, hearing about this movie because. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in it, and it seemed like oh, my such number two a departure. All right, okay, let's get into it then. Sinister. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. The movie where uh, this writer, if I remember correctly, Ethan Hawke finds a box of uh, um, whole movies, super eights. Yeah, super eights. That's I was going to say VHS, and I knew that wasn't right. Super eight movies. Yeah, home movies where there was like all these different things going on i don't remember do you remember what some of the movie things were yes. was it so stalking was i it... wrote some stuff down i got scott derrickson who also um directed emily rose and the doctor strange movie it came out mm. years later mm. um yeah so the my the writer moves he has a history of writing like murder true crime solve stuff yes he yes. moves into a house where murders had happened his his family unbeknownst to them They've done it before. This was one of the ones that I rewatched. Um, they've moved to towns where murders have happened, but he he cleverly leaves out the fact that it actually happened in the house. So yeah. they're moving in. He goes to the attic. There's nothing in the house at all except for this one box of Super 8 Real movies, and he pulls them down, and the Super 8 Real movies have like these – they have these um, very open-ended titles like – Pool party, family get together, park, mm-hmm. you know, picnic at the park. And what happens is you put the movies on and you witness a scene. He he gets to drinking and he sits down. And he wants to watch the movies. It doesn't happen at first either. He kind of lives and meets the cop and everything. And his family gets settled. But curiosity, yeah. right? Kills the cat. He finally goes and hooks up the movies and he, he watches this family hanging out, you know, running around the yard and stuff. And then all of a sudden it shifts And they're all hanging from a tree, except Mm. the missing child. And throughout the movie, he watches other ones and it keeps happening. Whenever the family is being pictured, they're being filmed and everybody dies except for the youngest child. And that kind of is the the template for the movie that would follow in the second act. But I don't want to speak over or for you, Lucas. So don't you get back? Oh, no, that's that's that's. Excellent. Thank you. You're jogging my memory, which is great because I watched this when it became available on Netflix because I missed it originally. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the, the, if this movie would have came out later or earlier, it would have missed all these one name, similar. Yeah. Insidious. Horror movies. Insidious, sinister, conjuring. yeah, Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, so I think it would have done better, but I remember thinking that it wasn't really going to be that good. And I watched it and it had me to a point and like Ethan Hawke is a, 
is a really good actor and I appreciated him in this role. And I thought the story was doing so well. And then it kind of gets into the third act, I think was around the time that they start showing the monster as it were a little bit too much. The ghoul. No, no, no. His name is Bagul. Bagul. So I wrote Mm. down one of the fun facts, the, the writer who, who, who set up this character who I like. So it sounds like you don't, I, I think he's really cool looking and he has a lot of jump scares. Um, he does. Bagul was intended to be a sinister take on a Willy Wonka-like character. There's your fun fact for the movie. So oh, the whole boy. idea is that he he possess, he possesses, he seduces the youngest child, and he takes them, you know, to the dark layer, the other world, or whatever, and he mm-hmm. preys on their soul for strength. And as you ultimately find out in the movie, spoilers for the movie, the youngest kid always kills their family, which I think is a really cool premise, um, and that happens to. Ethan Hawke's family at the end. Um, his youngest daughter kills the family and they, 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 he takes her at the end. So um, I just thought it was cool. I like that final act. Uh, I think Sinister, in a lot of the same ways as Insidious, it does kind of set like it's uh, like a slower burn type of tension as you start to lead up. And then it just kind of ramps up really fast there at the end uh, and kind of kind of goes through. I think um, it's one of those ones that I would usually tell people to like try to pay attention to or don't you know like don't zone yeah. out on it, but it, it does kind of lull you into it. So I could see folks, you know, not catching up on so many of those details, but there are like some small details like that. And I, I think I need to rewatch this movie because the reason why it ended up at number three for me is because I do re- I don't remember the story as much now, but I do remember the feeling of being like, this isn't as bad as I as I heard from other people who I knew at the time who were like, Oh, sinister, that movie's going to be garbage or whatever. So I I put it on and it's like a delightful surprise. I'm like, Hey, this isn't that bad. Actually, it doesn't have as bad of a rap as I had heard. And so maybe my bar was set really low, but uh, it definitely to me, sounds like I need to rewatch it just to see if I still feel that same way. Uh, but it's why it made number three on my list is because I still think about it even now. And that's important it's, to me in a movie. It's better than some of those box office things we read off at the top. That's of the show. for sure. That. Like, I'm not here to tell you it's the greatest movie ever. I think you're right. It's it's a very it's a good horror movie in the sense that it, it really doesn't do anything that I think is new or, or overly well. It does a lot of the same things. A lot of other movies at the time were doing, um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it was bad. It's definitely, I, I don't think it was not entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed it. Solid. As yeah. they say, like solid. It's yeah. good effort. If you're into <laughs> horror movies, I think you'll like it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For fans of the genre. Now, Josh, that was my number two. So I'll just pass. And we'll oh, kick it over to you for number two. Uh, are you familiar with the title Maniac? I wrote it down on my list, but I, Josh, I don't like this movie. You don't like it? Well, uh, I love Elijah Wood in this I do too. Role. And I love how much he wants to be into horror, but nothing he's done. I've, I've, I'm not sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I want him to be good, but everything I've watched, I'm like, yeah, no. I think it checks a lot of boxes for me. It's creepy. It involves mannequins, which is extra creepiness. Um, it involves a a guy who's kind of messed up from his childhood and just becomes this. It's almost at points, almost at points that he doesn't want this at certain parts. I haven't um, seen it in many years. So I don't remember much about it, but I want to be clear. I think when it came, I think when I heard about it, I was under the understanding that it was like a remake or an homage to the original. It's a, Maniac. It's a remake, yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably more of an homage. I think. Yeah, but it's but yeah. when I remember watching, it's not really like the original. Yeah, the original's pretty. It, it's from the seventies, I, mean, I believe. So they really had to update some of its. The original's pretty it's, brutal. <laughs> I mean, he scalps people, and it's pretty brutal. <laughs> okay, I, like I said, I, I haven't seen it in many years. Maybe I just don't remember a whole lot. About I mean, it. he really he really takes on that role of this creep, like really like this creep. The yeah, I remember being creepy. I remember the car. mannequins and stuff. Um, yeah. But like the original Maniac, I actually happened to have seen recently via Shutter. So maybe it's yeah. just that's more in my mind than the other one. But in the old one. It's definitely kind of like almost borderline a like a snuff film, like a torture porn. Like it's well, it yeah, gets they don't there. go as far. Yeah, that's what that's far. what I remember. That's my takeaway from the that's remake. 
That's probably part of the era too, because seventies they tended that was when they were taking horror to that like over the line a little bit and testing those limits. And I remember uh, I actually put the original on my need to see list because I had heard, you know, either people love it or hate it. But it's one of those that at the time in the seventies you couldn't get a hold of very easily. There wasn't yeah. like it crosses you can go lots to of boundaries. And, yeah, exactly. So to get a copy or watch a copy of it was pretty difficult. So that really intrigued me. Of course, now, like you said, you watch it on Shutter. So yeah, all you need to do is pay five bucks a month or whatever. But uh, so the the Elijah Wood reboot or remaster, if you will. Uh, I I have. Would you? You've seen both. Josh? I haven't seen the original. You haven't seen the original. Okay, because no. I'd be curious. You've seen both though, Donnie. I said. have. And you prefer the newer one? I no, or the older one. Sorry, yes. I, I, was, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to go on record as saying I prefer the old one. <laughs> I watched the old one. Didn't like. I like. I don't enjoy what I'm watching. Gotcha. I understand why people do. It's a boundary crosser. It crosses many of my own boundaries. Gotcha. So like, yeah. I get it. Um, I don't like it. Um, but I remember. I remember when the new one came out, and definitely after Lord of the Rings. And I also like Elijah Wood and Sin City and all that. And I was like, "Oh, this is cool. He's really into horror. I've heard him talk about it in interviews and stuff." So I, I wanted to watch it. And I, you know, it's not. I don't want to say it's. Well, I did say I don't like it, and that's true. I don't like it. I didn't say it's like awful or bad or anything like that. It's kind of like you know, some of the other movies that we read off at the top. You know, it's just kind of middling to me. I remember. I remember going into it, going, "Oh man, he's gonna cross all the." all the boundaries and stuff like, like the right. original. That's what I was kind of going yeah. to remember yeah. the time we're in 2012 saw and hostile and everything like that. So I'm yeah, thinking the line's been pushed maniac, you know, yeah. like, Oh my God, definitely wasn't that I came away going like, well, didn't really pay homage to the original. And it's kind of, you know, just kind of middling. It's okay. I certainly like it more for him than I do for the, maybe the content itself. Mm. Gotcha. That makes sense. I would say that I just performance. That. I didn't mean to put you on defense. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I don't I'm, want I'm anybody not, to horror, defend like, their, so, their films. There's so many lines in horror that you like. People very rarely, I think, see eye to eye on every type of horror film. And as we cover so, like, all of us, us three, we have different genres and different like subgenres of things that we yeah don't like. You guys, your number ones could be the movies I tried to watch. And <laughs> that could that be make sense. Very well. <laughs> Um, we talked about, you talked about boundaries really quick. Are there any movies that you guys have ever stopped? Because I've definitely gotten the, yeah, too. the queasiness. <laughs> well, not because they're bad, but because oh. they crossed boundaries. Cause I typically won't like, I will watch a movie even if it upsets me because in the back of my head, I always know that it's not real. Right. Sure. Or at least yeah. you would hope, but there have been many times where I've been just like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can I've turned finish off, this movie. I've turned off several Saw movies um, because they, Ooh, the they tend to, they, yeah, they, they tend to just take it so far that, that that's the only point is just to take it that far. And it's I don't like feel like it's, porn. I don't feel like it's doing anything to the story where, gotcha. and I don't feel like in some of those sequels, I don't feel like are good sequels. They're not representative of what the original Saw was. The original Saw was captivating and, and, and brilliant in right. so many ways to the story and then where they take it it's like that's not saw at all like it, it becomes hostile and right. they want to um, one-up everything they did previously exactly yeah and it just becomes horror movie sequel more more bigger better more see yeah. i regretfully watched the human centipede because of the <laughs> that's one that's one i <laughs> turned then, off i turned off too because like what you're saying as bad as that movie was it's only like let's push the boundaries even further and that barely has a story to it at all it just feels like let's just piss some people off by making a movie that's disgusting yeah i didn't that, turn one that off might be per the se. Only one. i almost turned one off though and that was um rob zombies halloween 2 mm, it was i watched it, that one I, it, I don't think that i've ever really gotten queasy at, at a movie ever the amount of gore in that film was a little grotesque and i mean that in a negative way like to be gory like his for the first one he made the remake mm -hmm. was it was genius like it was so well done and then halloween too and then of course i read about all the problems he had 
working on the movie and that his vision wasn't even like realized for it. So that could have something to do with it. But man, like some of the stuff in Halloween two, I just had a real hard time watching and I only didn't turn off because of Rob Zombie. It feels like um, a lot of his, I feel like a lot of his other works show up more in Halloween two than his original remake. Yes. And I think it's maybe just the original remake is so beloved that you couldn't, you couldn't divert from the path so much. Right, but um, you know what you're signing up for, for House of a Thousand Corpses, right? You know right. what to expect. And yep. Halloween, while it's always been violent, yep. it's, it just, it, you know. So it, in the, the original Halloween remake, one of my favorites, actually, it's very divisive amongst horror fans. A lot of folks didn't like it. They didn't like the fact they were remaking a, 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 a classic anyway. I thought Rob Zombie nailed it personally. I he love did, the original. It, yeah. I, I, I think it's great. One of my favorite remakes um, in the horror genre ever, but a lot of people don't. And I understand that. Um, yeah. I also turned off blood sucking freaks, oh, okay, which is like a snuff film. Um, you guys Ooh. probably shutter does the Joe Bob Briggs drive-ins. And on last season they had Chris Jericho over and he mentioned, uh, his favorite horror movie is called blood sucking freaks. And they watched it. And my wife and I gave it maybe 30 minutes and we were like, we're turning this trash off. And it was so funny because he brought it up in the sense that he said that that's why he was interested in it because it was so terrible and it was so awful and it was so trashy that his friends like couldn't believe that it was made. So it's always stuck with him. I just think it's terrible. <laughs> it yeah. is uh, one of the worst things I've ever, like, it's not just crossing borders, although it does. There are times like it does. It definitely does. I can imagine watching it in the seventies being like, what is this, you know, like way worse than now. But, um, yeah, that's another one for me. Um, I don't do the gore as much as I think a lot of horror fans do though, to begin with. So I'm not like opposed to gore, but there's definitely like a line that I think I draw a little bit faster than some. It definitely is a vehicle for being like, all right, now I'm just watching somebody smash gelatin into the floor. And it's funny I don't know where that line is because it's so funny. Like I enjoy a really good scene, you know, like when I think of some classic scenes or ones that make me feel anything, something, either I think they're cool for the effect. I think they're funny for like the premise or I actually think they're grueling and they make me feel compassion or empathy or bad for the character. Yeah. In all of those situations, I like it. It's like when it just goes so far beyond, you know, like just to gross me out. That's where I like, I kind of get off the bus. Yeah. Personally. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we revealed your number two, Donnie, and that was Josh's number two. So I guess that's me. Yep. All right. Now I'm going to, I'm pretty sure nobody knows what I'm going to talk about next because I was actually surprised to find this on the list. And like Josh, I had a difficult time more difficult than I thought I was going to uh, with finding movies that I had actually seen as opposed to heard of, or at least remember slightly. So this movie is a UK movie. Uh, It debuted in the United States in 2013. I'm going, I'm going with the 2012 (laughs) here because I had a I had a hard time. I'm, I'm we did this already. <laughs> I'm breaking the rules on purpose, but I want to let you know I'm doing Damn it on Lucas. purpose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay though, because you're not talking about anyway. list, So help me God, Lucas. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it isn't. Uh, this was actually a Netflixation back when I was doing that uh, gig, and we watched it for that. And the the movie's called Sightseers. That's a new Are one for me. You? Yeah, I believe it was on, well, it had to have been on Netflix at some point for me to do it on that show. But uh, United Kingdom movie, um, it raked in a whopping $61,000 in the United States total um, when it opened in theaters. It had to have been a limited release. British Independent Film Award for Best Screenplay. Yes, it is produced by um, Edgar Wright. It is a horror comedy. Wow. Uh, 2012 must have been the the year of horror comedies because there were a lot of them. <laughs> but this one's and actually it, good. And it came out in 2013. No, it was made and released <laughs> in its home country in 2012. This is going on the list. Um, so this oh, isn't no. super horror, uh, but it is one of those movies where 
it takes a turn at some point. So it, it, everything seems normal. The The story is basically that this guy who's a writer wants to take his girlfriend, I believe, with him on holidays on a in a RV, something like that. They're going to just kind of drive around. He's going to get some writing done. They're going to see the countryside. Uh, and things kind of take a turn. And I don't want to reveal too much because... I don't think this movie would be that much fun knowing what the story is. And okay. I have a feeling since a lot of people haven't seen Probably this movie, haven't seen it, right. that's the draw. But um, it's not a massive turn, but it's one of those things where everything seems so normal that what happens next, kind of everything leading up to that point, just kind of builds and builds and builds. Uh, it's actually funny in moments, but it's that also justify or um, just juxtapose poses well with the other horrible things that happen. So it really sets up a nice narrative where you have this sort of normal feeling. Everything's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden it takes this turn and you're just like, Whoa, okay, cool. So now we're doing this. Um, but it's not offensive or anything. I don't think it'll be too difficult for anybody, even people who aren't super into horror movies. Cause at the, the base level of the movie, it's about a couple. And that's kind of really the premise is these two people who are a little bit like she's kind of weird. He's sort of this loner writer type guy who has his own issues. Um, and it really just charmed charmed me, I guess, which is weird to say about a horror movie. But it, it does have that kind of indie feel. But it it was just surprisingly good. I picked it out of nowhere. Like I just was like, hey, we should do this for an episode. We talk about it. We we watch it and. I was delightfully surprised. So to find out that this came out in 2012, when it released in its home country, uh, it was surprising oh to me because, you know, you get on Netflix, you put out a movie, you don't think about it. You're just like, oh, this is the movie I'm going to watch. I didn't look up when it was released, but I'll I saw it on the list. And because it's not on my other list. <laughs> Thank you. So I'll, Thank uh, you. Uh, I watched um, the trailer. It looks, it, looks, it looks good. It's, it's a good one. And they do show the surprise in the trailer. So you, you could have mentioned it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> don't do it for it's me. I want to watch then. it. I put it on the list. I won't ruin it for you. Okay. I mean, I, I'm sure what we're talking about, you can probably guess sort of what happens. So I'm going to do my, my number one. Before I do, I want to mention that I had Maniac, The Innkeepers, which mm. I had never seen. And if you Google horror movies from this year, it comes up a lot. And I watched it this week. Didn't like it. So I didn't put it on my list. So See, I've seen that uh, come up a couple of times. And I... I kind of steered clear i had this mm. feeling that it's probably not very good it has a lot of good reviews but yeah not for me yeah. um i also included prometheus as an option and the lords of salem which yeah. i think uh, i remember you mentioned but i want to bring it up because i think it deserves some um acknowledgement um i think the hipster take but it is definitely my take too so i'll join the hipsters and i think this is rob zombie's best original film yeah wow um i really like the lords of salem i don't think it's so you guys tipped me off and recommended me to watch The Green Room. Yes. And I watched it this year and I liked it. And they're different movies. Like This is definitely not a slasher where I think The Green Room definitely is. But there are, um, I feel like they're similar in, in, in storytelling and kind of, I guess, the way they're being shot. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like The Lords of Salem. It has like this witch coven type of overlay with this like metal punk background and it does a lot of weird things and it definitely is out there and it's hard to follow the story like a lot of Rob Zombie movies. Um, but when I think back of all of his movies, I actually think it's one of the better stories that he's told. And I dare say, I think this is the best acting Sherry Moon Zombie's ever done. Um, I don't think she's great in all, in many things <laughs> that she's done. Um, but in this one, she, I think in this one, in a lot of ways, she carries what can be kind of a convoluted plot. Um, but her 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 plight as like a recovering addict who's being haunted by these weird things that are happening in this coven of witches and things. It's just it's kind of it's kind of like weirdly perverse or like oddly intriguing, I guess, is like a way like it's strange things are happening and you just kind of want to stick around just to see how it pays off. I don't think the payoff was like super rewarding, but I definitely remember why mm -hmm. I've only watched it once. I watched it, I think, two years ago. And when I watched it, I remember I watched the whole thing because I was just kind of 
into involved. into where it was yeah involved like it just kind of got me in a way that most horror movies don't you know if you're sitting there and just kind of blindly watching people murder folks um so i've heard other people on twitter you know i have like a whole horror list that i've talked about i've seen you know since then people prop up the lords of salem i believe it was universally destroyed like when it came out most people hated it yeah. um but yeah if you don't count halloween which I wouldn't. It's not his film, right? <laughs> uh, he just yeah. remade a film that was already there. And he did a great job, don't get me wrong. I think the casting was excellent. But, you know, it's not his movie. This is his movie, and I think it's pretty good. It's, like, solid. It's good. You know, it's not awful. Um, you know, The Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses, those are hard recommends for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to know who you're recommending it to first. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> right. And uh, I don't think The Lords of Salem is. So wow. I wanted to bring it up, but the number one movie on my list, and I would imagine everybody's list, because I think it blows away the competition for 2012, <laughs> is The Cabin in the Woods. Here we go. By yeah. Drew Goddard, who did, and help me if I didn't do my homework right, Daredevil and Cloverfield and World War Z. And uh, also and Buffy. Buffy. Uh, Martian. Was written or co-written by Joss Whedon from the MCU and Avengers and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And... Yep. Firefly and other things. The fun fact that I put on here is it, it stars Chris Hemsworth and uh, Anna Hutchinson. Um, the fun fact that I put on here is they basically did it. They wanted to do a horror movie as an FU to the torture porn trends that we were yeah. talking about just recently. Yeah. So they wanted an old fashioned horror movie that was self-aware and poked and prodded at the cool things that were in fad. And what they ended up making was a very familiar plot. A group of kids, stereotypical genres, all go to a cabin in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, from the moment you start the movie, you start seeing some things that are happening. You've got the, you the guy from Billy Madison. And <laughs> you've got the, <laughs> the, uh, the other guy, I forget his name. Um, but the, there are these things happening in offices and stuff. And you don't quite know what's happening until you do. And this movie takes a gigantic turn into a different yeah. place. And it is a roller coaster of a ride. I think it's one of the best horror movies of the decade. Um, For sure. It's absolutely my number one movie of 2012. Um, I, I would have a hard time taking any of these other options. And to be honest, none of these other options are in the ballpark. Like this is of the decade and all of those just make the list of the year. This is one of the best represents of the entire decade because it's, it's smart and funny and dumb. And it takes all the dumbness of the genres and it plays on them. And you're like, well, it's stupid. And then they turn it in an, in an expertly smart way. Um, the only thing I won't say about it, cause I think it's funny, but my wife absolutely hates the ending. She's like, well, that's stupid. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Where you have the Titans really cool. come and the world ends. But, and I'm like, but eh. it can't end in any other way. That's the problem. <laughs> so I told my wife, I was like, you know what? More horror movies should end with the end of the world than not. Yeah, that's yes. true. <laughs> right. Like we yes. don't have enough horror movies that end with the in fact end of the world and, and based on a lot of premises that we see and adopt in horror movies, like it's pretty realistic. It should happen. Yeah. So um, you got the giant spiders, <laughs> like that never yes. gets old and the giant mm-hmm. snakes and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. And and I think their attempt to revitalize uh, slashers, I think in a way, and it's very much like the evil dead meets Shaun of the dead. And it's yeah. just, Oh, it's really, really good. Top, top class for me. So I'll stop talking and let other people talk. Um, I actually watched this recently. It was one of the first things I did because I knew we were going to be talking about it. One of the first things I did after we um, wrapped up the last show. And I'm glad I did because I ha- I had seen it when it first came out, probably when it released on DVD or something like that, not in theaters. And it was one of those things where you're watching it with a group of friends and, and you're not really paying that much attention. Definitely I remember... saw this in theater with my friends from high school. We all went <laughs> together. My wife, like we went as a gang. I remember we had like eight or nine chairs in the theater and that, that's a, that sticks out for me. That's not a norm. That's a, you know, that's an extra special occasion. Nice. Yes. Um, well, when you're at somebody's house and doing that, but it's like doing that, but at somebody's house, the the likelihood of everybody actually watching the movie instead of wondering like where the next drink is coming from sure. is, <laughs> you know, completely different thing. So I gave it another watch because I felt like it was it was due that because um, I did remember some of the things from it, but I'm glad I did because 
you're right. It is it is a very good example of how to do a parody and not just be like, hey, uh, let's make fun of not be a scary movie. Yeah, scary movie. Exactly. That's like the lowest amount of effort I feel when yeah. it comes to, to to that type of thing. You want to be smart, and this movie is smart. It does have a few trappings from the the genre, um, and I give it a pass because. I don't know what else you would do, but there is the spooky monsters who come out of nowhere where it's like Jack in the box. They're just there for some reason for the sake of a werewolf coming out of the shadows or whatever. Um, And whether you like that or not, the sensibility of my sensibility. You're speaking my language. "Uh, Okay. (laughs) I got Mr. Cinema here and he's like, where's the plot direction for this? And I'm like, let's do it more. (laughs) I can, I can handle it if it gets set up and it is a little bit, but uh I don't know. I expect a little bit more than than the uh, than a giant werewolf hiding what? in the shadow <laughs> somehow snuck down a flight of stairs into. What a is Lloyd room. Christmas's motivation in this scene? Exactly. I need to know. <laughs> he needs to get to Mary Samsonite. He has to get there. <laughs> um, they didn't set up this Hellraiser character to serve a role in the movie. What is this? Now Pinhead. we're just making things pins? up as Why we go. Why isn't this movie called Pinhead? <laughs> Pinhead needs his own uh, origin story movie. Um, so I don't know, though, but Crims, Crims, Chris Hemsworth's death, <laughs> his character's death, is one of the, the most funniest things I've seen in a horror movie in so long. I remember that was the one thing that stuck out in my mind from before that mm-hmm. made me like want to watch the movie again is, is how he dies. It's just equally terrifying because you learn about things that are it's you know you you see shockingly what... funny yes yeah but so unexpected <laughs> and it just really encompasses the entire movie what is like what what comes of it he literally goes out in like flames of glory <laughs> <laughs> like, like what a better way his... for him to exit stage left <laughs> he gets on his horse and rides and then immediately explodes. Oh, you know, so it's good. just like, what? It is good. And uh, I appreciated the fact that I got to watch it again. So that's because I probably wouldn't have if we hadn't done the show. Yeah, so. this is horror comedy done well. It's shades of office space, shades of the Truman Show. And for uh, Josh in here, I wanted, I wanted to give you guys another fun fact. The special effects, the costumes, special makeup, prosthetics, and everything were done by horror royalty Heather Langenkamp and her husband. So they Mm -hmm. run uh, an uh, an effects studio. So if you guys didn't know that, that's pretty cool. She was right around on set. Are those the ones, are those the, the, the team that like didn't know what the hell they were doing at first when they got like their first job or something? I didn't look that much into it. I was just looking at the movie and I saw it and I was like, that's a really cool Fun fact to know, like, just think you had Nancy on set, like dolling all these people up and stuff <laughs> like that would be if, if I was put in that loop, like here you are doing a horror movie and you've got Nancy like doing your makeup like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Josh, go ahead. Please, uh, sir. You guys nailed it all for the most part. Um, nailed it. If people haven't seen this, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's like a very there's a very uh, cool reveal that most people didn't know who like the big bad, if you will, in this movie is. Yeah. That's uh, which true. blew me away when I first saw it. Uh, and it's, it's like royalty in its own right. You know, you, and, you hear her voice, um, earlier or his. in the, or his <laughs> crap. <laughs> it's 2012. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But we might be turning some people onto this. Cause I don't know that, we just talk about like subgenres of horror. Like there could be people not even aware uh, of this film. Kids How this wasn't the just... top boxing list. Like this blows me away. This movie is so much yeah. better than all of those movies that you offered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably it's probably wasn't marketed well. Or They're something. not close. Oh. Well, don't forget. We thought it came out in 2012, uh, 2011. So maybe people didn't know what year it was. <laughs> they were like, out. when do I go to the theater? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's it definitely is like wicked tongue in cheek, but I actually really appreciate um, horror movies like this. And I don't want to list one that's going to come up in a future episode, so I'll keep that spoiler free. Um, but like like we just talked about, um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like, there's room for these movies, these these comedy um, horror movies in this genre because mm-hmm. they still keep what's pure about horror, and that is the scares and the um, 
ghouls and the kind of the jumps, roller coaster ride. Like, of, it, it keeps all of that. Everything is super sincere and authentic. So like they're not. It's not like scary movie, right? They're not trying to. Those like, those are make cheap laughs on the thing. But what I'm what I think you're talking about is what I was just about to say in response to you is. If folks don't like these type of movies, I mean, all I have to say is if it was good enough for Wes Craven, then it's good enough for um, for me and for, yeah. for us as fans. Like, yeah. he did it multiple times, and if it's good enough for him to do it, then it, by all means, do it. It's adopted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and there's, I mean, if you go all the way back to Nightmare on Elm Street, the originals, there's so much comedy in those mm-hmm. films. Like, it's there. So you kind of need it because you know what it does? It makes those scares 10 times more effective because yep. you're super You want to take loose. somebody on a ride, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you're like yeah. Laughing and your, your body just relaxes as you're laughing. And then, you're like, well, your whole body clenches. It gives you a mental <laughs> palate cleanse. Yeah. You know, you can't just have, it doesn't matter what genre it is. You can't have the same thing over and over. Your brain just doesn't care after a while. That's when yeah. you start checking your phone. And yeah, you and I think that. Yeah, it captivates your attention to, to kind of do a lot of different stuff and keep you invested. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, before we move on, can I regale you guys with some other uh, movies that yes. we may have not I have talked know about? Yeah, I got, I got some well. I want to mention too. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paranormal Activity got to its fourth entry in the series. No trilogy. No, we're going to keep going. We're going to run this train into the ground, folks. The Devil Which one Inside. Was that one? Uh, it's been five years since the disappearance of Katie and Hunter, and a suburban family witnessed strange Four events in their it. neighborhood. Four. That was not very good. Five oh, was I, the masked ones, right? That was sure. wasn't that. Uh, that one was called. That's when they started getting subtitles. It's I mean, closer um, than you think was the tagline for this one. I think it was five. I'm After up. five, they get the marked like, ones. I'm sorry, I said masked. the marked ones. The yeah. marked ones. I like that. That's one. what I thought you were talking. People about. People hate it, and I liked it. I thought it was great. And then <laughs> the other one, the sixth one, has a like a title like that too. Hmm. Like the masked one or marked ones. Now I'm saying it. Thanks. The mask. <laughs> the mask. Um, the devil inside. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the devil inside bombed completely. Metascore of 18. That's the one with the poster <laughs> where the woman's putting her lower lip down and it has a uh, upside yeah, down cross. It's not good. Awful. Resident Evil Retribution. Also 39. I'm going to rewatch those. I just bought the collection. I need to rewatch. I've never watched. I've only watched. I've only seen the first one. I've only watched one and I don't even remember which one I watched. So I'm going to rewatch them in order. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was decent. I remember, but it was also a long time ago. So mm. maybe it does bear rewatching. Uh, and lastly, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah. I'll never forget. I was in uh, the theater <laughs> to watch something else and I oh, think this God. came up. Yes. <laughs> and the ad for this came up and a young girl, probably 12, maybe said to her friend, uh, whispers, did this really happen? <laughs> not even funny. <laughs> like not even being like not a joke at all. I I'm like, it. oh, no. Oh, no. Poor girl. So yeah, really a year of uh, continuing the trend, but also trying to get some of those jokey parody esque movies in there. So what a strange time. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Josh, yeah, did I hit someone? Did I miss any of yours? You missed the two that I watched. Well, that I attempted. To oh watch. boy, what were uh, they? VHS. Ah, two or one? One. Okay. Uh this movie talking about snuff films it's just gross it's creepy i was just about to ask that's the brad miska movie he runs it's, uh bloody disgusting he he created a movie yeah that that's the one sense. where they go in the house right and they find all those tapes no, and they keep watching this, them well yeah yeah but it's it's these these kids who get a kick out of filming attacks on women walking through parking structures and pulling their shirts down mm, and that doesn't age well breaking into houses and then basically trying to date rape these girls. Kinda. And you can see where it's going. Like it's going to take this turn to like, Hey, this one girl, she's weird and she's gonna kill you. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I've seen it too, but I don't remember. I it just, I liked it, but I think I like it more for the story of yeah. how indie it was and things like that. I don't think it's, it's a good movie. Indie. But I thought it was 
there's a cool story that I remember kind of behind it, kind of like Blair Witch. Like I got yeah. more into knowing how it was created and the fact that it found some success. Yeah. And then Silent Hill Revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see Sean Bean's worst acting he's ever done in a film <laughs> ever, probably worse than his first movie ever, no matter what age he was, watch this movie. And don't watch it. Just what watch a, Lord of the Rings again. Don't I've, watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, I loved the original Silent Hill. Not great, yeah, but my Rada goodness. Rada Mitchell was back, at least at the beginning. And I was like, oh, maybe there's some hope. Because they got her to come back. But you can even tell that she didn't want to be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, that project, was, what a letdown. And then Kit Harrington, right, is in it as well. You know, I didn't get that far. Oh, <laughs> okay. he was well, in it. <laughs> he shows up eventually and it's just a mess. Uh, and then John dies at the end um, was on my short list. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, need I to remember go back that movie. That one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Paul Giamatti is a genius and he really elevates that movie. Uh, I don't know how they got him, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's it for me. Everything else we touched on, Lords of Salem, Sinister, uh, Maniac, Prometheus, all that. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us on this show and for us on 2012. But we hope that you stick with us on the next episode next week as we dive into 2013, which, little hints, guys, I've got a lot of movies on this big list. Big year for Donnie. Big year. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm excited. Um, so we hope you come back and join us in 2013. But until then, this is the end, friends. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Hi-dee-ho. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs>